I just think, I mean, Georgia hasn't covered the spread yet so far this season. So Vegas has probably tamed their expectations compared to where lines have been with Georgia. And I think that's part of it too. It's like, we've seen some ludicrous lines with Georgia, not just through the first four weeks this season, but last season. And they've had Mm -hmm. the tendency to be able to cover them at times as well. So I think that's part of it. Seeing 14 and a half just feels a little bit lower than what we're used to with Georgia opponents right now. I do think it's the first road test, especially the first road SEC game. I mean, it's not very common. You're five weeks into the year and you haven't gone on the road at all. This will be the first time Georgia goes on the road. And I think Vegas accounts for that more than most where teams tend to struggle the first time that they go on the road. And when you're in a hostile environment like Jordan Hare stadium, it's going to be even more so. So I think that keeps it close. I'm with Jordan. I do see Georgia covering for the first time this season, but I will also say I went back and looked at it. I'm curious to know what y'all's thoughts are from the Auburn side of things too, because it was a 14 and a half point spread in 2021. And I'm curious to know, like at this point, like how did you view the Auburn team at this point in the season two years ago? And then I guess Jordan, I would ask you on the flip side of that as well. Like how do you view this Georgia team at this point in the season? And do you look at those two spreads and where they were trajectory wise, similarly at those points in those seasons? I I would, I would jump in and think that we had more confidence in the Auburn offense in 21 going into yeah. that game because you had a healthy Bo Nix. That um, was fresh I, off the LSU win, too. Right, and, and Auburn had built some momentum and, and seemingly found something. As to the question about this line and, and maybe why isn't it bigger, I would think the low, the relatively low total, right, 45, yeah. 46, depending on where you find it, that's probably a sign. I don't think Vegas is expecting a ton of points in this game on the Auburn side and and seemingly not on the Georgia side either. An Auburn defense that has been the strength of the team in two power five games can maybe mm-hmm. keep Georgia uh, from scoring enough points to turn this game uh, into a route early. So, Jordan, you mentioned earlier Carson Beck, first road start for him. Um a- what are your thoughts so far this season on Beck? This is a year where quarterback playing in the SEC. I mean, I know Auburn's got probably some of the worst issues right now in terms of they just haven't done anything at the quarterback spot against quality competition yet. But the rest of the league is kind of figuring some stuff out. We obviously have like Alabama and some other places where it just hasn't been the great play that you're expecting. I look at Carson Beck's numbers, knowing who they've played. I look at Carson Beck's numbers, though, and I'm thinking – 72% completion percentage, 9.3 yards per attempt. Like he's he's done a really good job. Um, and we know also that Georgia won back to back national titles with a guy at quarterback who wasn't a first round NFL draft pick type of talent. Um, what have you thought, both of you guys, like what have y'all thought about Beck so far and kind of where his game is heading into that first road start where um even if Auburn's been, you know, Auburn's coming off of a bad loss. Jordan Hare is going to be pretty, pretty fiery, especially knowing that Auburn's defense, um, for the most part, has played some pretty good ball so far this year. To me, looking at Carson, you know, I think on the whole he's played really well. You mentioned the numbers, Ferg. Only one interception to this point, which I think if you ask Kirby Spartan, if he he told you his honest assessment is the biggest thing because he talked mm-hmm. about that a ton with Stetson was taking care of the ball. Throwing one interception, you could probably blame it, blame it on the receiver. It was a, a bobbled. A ball that kind of got tipped up and picked off 
I believe that might have been the Ball State game. I think on the whole, Carson's played really well, uh, contrary to what our friends over on the junkyard that uh, Ben and I deal with on the message board. Um, I- I'd say the biggest criticism I would pass on Carson at this point, he's missed some deep shots. He's had some guys open that he's just not seen. Um, you know, some of that is going through your progressions and, and just, you know, not getting to that in the past. Some of it is where he's he's just missed the throw. He, he had a deep shot uh, to Jackson Meeks against UAB that he overthrew through. Uh, but on the whole, I mean, I think Carson's played really well. He's done a very good job. I've been impressed with a guy that is starting for the first time of how he's distributed the football. He's thrown a lot to Brock Bowers, which uh, you probably should, uh, and also thrown a lot to Missouri transfer Dominic Lovett. But if you look at these games, and granted, you have to keep in mind the competition they're playing and they're rotating a lot of receivers in, he's spread the ball around. It's not really been like he's just relied on two or three guys. Um, so, And Ben, feel free to jump in, but I think Carson Carson has done a very good job so far. Again, you got to keep in mind um, the competition he's played. And I thought second half of the South Carolina game, um, he, he was outstanding because Spencer Rattler uh, was played great in that first half. And I thought that the onus was really on Carson to kind of step up. And I thought he did. Justin, you said earlier that you think we're having more fun covering the things right now. What you don't know is what life is like on the junkyard at halftime of football games when Georgia isn't winning by 40 points. Yeah, because the reaction is Carson Beck's just not as good as we thought that he was going to be. And Mike Bobo is the same old Mike Bobo that we've always known him to be. So we're we have to deal with this when you're in the trenches. You just don't quite know what it's like. I mean, when (laughs) you know, it's it's different over here. Um, but on, on a more... it's definitely different over there. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't doubt that at all. Well, you know, what I'll say is it's cr- crazy to me, the reaction sure. that people have had on the Georgia side to Carson Beck's first four weeks for starters. It's his first four starts. Secondly, I think that he's been, I would actually say not know, like whether I knew it was his first four starts or not, he's had a very, very good start to the 2023 season. Um, Has it been perfect at all times? No. Has to Jordan's point, have there been times that he's missed guys that have been open that would have made his numbers look even better than they do? Absolutely. But I think that he's going to be really, or he has been really good. What I don't know is how's he going to respond to this first road test? I think you learn a lot about a team and a quarterback, especially when they go on the road for that first time. I'm sure there's going to be some nerves there, but one thing Kirby Smart has said time and time again about Carson Beck, it is his composure that impresses him most. That He is one of the more unflappable guys that he's had at the quarterback position. And I would wonder how much are they going to put on Carson Beck in his first road game? How's the run game looked for Georgia? Can they can they lean on that, or is Carson Beck going to need to to, to step in and 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 be the and and be the hero possibly? I didn't want. I don't want to cut cut our our guests off, but like looking at Georgia's running game this year, I've I've been looking at the numbers, just the raw numbers. I'm like, huh? Hold on, what? Like. Not great, like when you with the with the competition that they faced, I would have expected more. And then, you know, I'm not saying this is going to be a sign of what happens on on Saturday, but it's a lot different than last year when Georgia ran at will all over Auburn, and it's not quite the same looking offense as it is right now in terms of on the ground, boys. What's up? Why is Georgia not running the dang ball? Del, on, Del, Bobo. Del McGee has always had a tough time accumulating talent, right? That's guy that <laughs> the guy who's, I, you know, I think maybe. I think maybe that's where you, you know, I, I, I have the same. That's a yeah. joke. That's a joke for new listeners, by the way. Big Del McGee fan here. Um, he, 
but yeah, I, yeah. What, what's what's up with the run game so far, guys? Yeah, I, I think Dell's got too much Auburn in him. Uh, but Ben, you, you can start. I'll kind of hop on board with run back. Well, you can just look at the roster, and I'm sure you're going to say the same thing, Jordan. Like, if you look at it right now, I mean, last week when they're go- trotting it out there for the UAB game and Kendall Milton's not playing because he's injured, Roger Robinson's not playing because he's injured, Andrew Paul okay. has still been working his way back from the ACL injury. I mean, what they're running right now is Dejon Edwards, who didn't play the first week of the season. So he was a guy that's still working his way back into full form, even though he's looked really good in his time that he's gotten touches. Really, and I don't know, Jordan, I'm curious to know what you think. I think if you're looking at who has been the second best running back on Georgia's team behind Dejon Edwards, you're looking at either a walk-on, Cash Jones, or you're looking at a wide receiver, Dylan Bell. And so when you're really looking at what Georgia's roster looks like at running back through the injuries that they've been dealing with right now, it's even more a testament, I think, to what Carson Beck's had to deal with through the first four games as a quarterback, because normally Georgia quarterbacks are dealing with a much better running back room than what he's got right now. My one of my favorite football cliches is the best ability is availability, and it's just not been there for Georgia so far. Dejan Edwards, who looks like RB one and has played like it so far, uh, he missed the first couple games dealing with the MCL. Uh, Kendall Milton, who's a senior, who's been there forever, he gritted through um, a hamstring injury to play to start the season. Now he's dealing with an MCL. Uh, they've been super banged up, like Ben mentioned. Uh, they've had Dylan Bell playing some running back, and uh, I think they'll continue to do that. You know, outside of some of those games like UAB and Ball State, um, they they have been really, really banged up, um, and what, that's what makes sort of how they uh, handle these next few games interesting to me. Because on the whole, it, it's still been. Um, pretty split when you look at passes to runs and you know so many people when Bobo was hired was like all right here we go you know we're gonna have a running back that's taking 30 carries a game and you know we're not really gonna air it out maybe some play action I mean they've thrown quite a bit with Carson Beck but I do wonder how much that is a product of (laughs) they have almost nobody healthy and uh, they understand that they're just getting the season started they need to get those guys healthy. Yeah, I, I do remember looking at a highlight, looking up at a highlight, maybe the South Carolina game, might have been the Ball State game, either one. But I remember looking up in the press box at a highlight and seeing a number 80-something run the ball for George, and I'm like, this is obscene. What is happening? Uh, you know, but uh, what happened to the game I love? Uh, now, it, it is interesting, and I'm glad you guys explained that because it, the numbers don't look awesome, but there's context to that, right? 